Greetings and salutations. You are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CDH. I'm one of your hosts, Lyndon, aka Noobzors, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Matt, aka Null. Yo. Reed, aka Sick Robot. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And Morgan, aka Spleenface. What's up, everybody? And in this episode, we're going to be covering the color green in CEDH. Um, before we get into that, what have you guys been up to since the last episode? I, I just want to note that without the NCDH, it definitely sounds like a Sesame Street intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, anyone want to want to kick things off? What, what, what have you been up to? Mm, I've been I've been bleeding ranks in Ooh. Teamfight Tactics. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right, jokes on you. The I the tr- <laughs> platinum in StarCraft. Nice. So. Wow. Nice. I've also well, been jamming a solid amount of Among Us with various groups of people to varying degrees of success. <laughs> how, how late are we in in terms of because this comes out two weeks after we've recorded? Right? So I mean, we're already late on on the Among Us trend in terms if of Among Us was Fall Guys, it would already be dead by the time this episode <laughs> comes out. <laughs> Yeah, no, that game, that game's super fun. I've also been watching a bunch of like YouTubers do that, and you know, it's uh, it's actually really cool to see a bunch yeah. of random crossovers that you would not oh, expect dude, normally it, because dude, of Among it, Us. It brought Seniors back from the dead. I don't know how many of our viewers or any of you care about this, but Seniors, the guy who did MW two stuff, yes, dope. Forward Machinima, super funny. He AFK'd for like five years, and then he came back. <laughs> everybody's hype he still has like 10 million subscribers <laughs> dude that must just be so nice you're like hey i think i'm gonna start a completely new content creation direction with my 10 million subscribers <laughs> <laughs> yeah if only we could start like a mid-power po- podcast with all of our listeners yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> if only um i think since the last episode we also met up with nathan for some cdh games correct well we did we sure did yeah and uh and you know what it was it was hella fun getting to play some uh some cdh and you know well the games weren't that fun what was more fun was the I incredibly had high I quality had fun. Of food. i won <laughs> you know Dream Dream just didn't have salty because he, he <laughs> i stacked them out super hard didn't and, i uh, win one of those games <laughs> did he Okay. All right. I think you won one. I think I won one, or I won two, and then you each won one, if I remember correctly. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds sounds right. And uh, but yeah, dude, Nathan, uh, the hermit hermit druid on Twitter. Yeah, he's now the hermit druid. The hermit druid. That's right. He's also something on TikTok. Oh man, I should really know that. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm sorry, Nathan. I love you. Yeah, Nathan. Great Twitter follow, also killer, killer chef. <laughs> the smokes, man can cook. Yeah, smokes, yeah. smokes some mean chicken. I'm sad to have missed it, but steak, please yeah. invite me back, please. Yeah, no, we, we, need to, we need to do that again, so for sure. Yeah, we'll uh, make sure to link all of his relevant stuff in the description for people who are interested in some definitely spicy, definitely fun takes. So, yeah. Cool, cool. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into housekeeping. And in housekeeping today, we have uh, one new patron. So, shout out to Kyle Shaw 
for becoming a patron. And I guess, as always, shout out to all of our current patrons who are still with us and supporting the show. It means a lot. And, uh, you know, contributes, as, as, as we say in the ending of the show, it, it helps contribute towards improving the quality of the podcast. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You rock. You are a rock. <laughs> you rock. It only gets uh, funnier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it for housekeeping and for new developments. Morgan has written something cryptic that he refuses to tell us. So I guess, Morgan, please explain what the new development is. Okay. So I wrote two with an exclamation point, And I kind of thought someone would clue in by now. We're two years old. Oh my god. Oh. You're right. <laughs> oh wow. So shame on all of you. <laughs> to the day. <laughs> Not exactly. Actually, no, okay, dang it. Well, now it doesn't sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode we're recording after our f- two years after our first episode was released. So oh, yeah. for all of you who have stuck around and dealt with us for so long, thanks. Why? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why? <laughs> yeah, first of all, thanks. Second of all, why would you ever do this to yourself? <laughs> um, and for everybody else who joined us along the way. Should we thanks. should we like throw in that we're like the, the longest running CDH podcasts, you know, at the th- in like our, our intro? Did you already throw that in like a year ago? Are we <laughs> well are we are we now the longest continuously running cdh content creation group i think you i think when once we hit like two months then we then we hit that you know like two months into our tenure we were already the like longest (laughs) (laughs) we did kind of start in a bit of a content void oh just a bit you know small amount (laughs) yeah no that's big well like so i feel like we should like i know this is like not as entertaining as just making jokes about this, but I feel like we really should just like give some thanks to the innovators in the field of CDH content who came before us. Um, I I recently went and checked out the Birthing Podcast again because those episodes still like hold up, and I'm still super thankful that like they did that podcast so that we could run. I mean, I think even before that, one of the because did we have we talked about like the origins of the podcast? Like, because it was pretty sure it was kind of like up, yeah. I think it was Sug or whatever. Who, it was Sug, yeah. Who who said it? And it was like because we were. I think it was on the um, the CDH uh, Discord server, like the, the the one for the subreddit. And Sug had brought something up a podcast. And I know, like, personally, I'd always kind of wanted to do a podcast, but he said something about, like, a Toronto meta podcast, and I just found out that Reed was from Toronto. So yeah, then I reached out to, out yeah. Because Reed and I were both in the finals of that one tournament. Yeah, and then, and then so I was like, well, I definitely want to do... The, the, the true precursor to this podcast was the Hot Sea podcast. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't a... That, no... No. The first no. thing this guy does is declare that this is the lost episode. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's so unauthentic. No, yeah. So, so when me, uh, when Matt, Morgan, and I lived together, like this is the, I've listened to podcasts for a long time, and I always wanted to do. But we did like this fake podcast uh, when we lived together. So it was like, you know, I knew that I wanted to that, that like Matt and Basically, Morgan were we people. I wanted to do a podcast with them. Shooting the shit once. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's like that's. And then, you know, Sug kind of brought it all together. And I I wanted to, this was kind of all like getting around to the fact that uh, the Fossil um, podcast. 
false I think predates the uh, the birthing pod, oh. and that's kind of the yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's true. The the origins, at least for me, of being like, dang, I I think a CDH podcast that's like actually long running would be yeah. I, well, so I I think it's like. Fossil's podcast is like the first CDH podcast, but like the birthing podcast was really like the genesis of the formula that we're still following, <laughs> which was three people reflecting on current events. Because Fossil, I think that's just like a, I mean, I don't want to take away credit well, from the birthing pod, but I think that's kind of. I just mean, that's just a general a, podcast a, format, yeah. But formula, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like Fossil's podcast was definitely like it was like an interview style, like sit down, one on one thing, right? Where which he was doing with members of the community. Uh, he did, yeah, time. I mean, he definitely was part of the inspiration for our uh, special episode series. Oh like, yeah, no, much absolutely. Yeah, his yeah. interview with um, oh Reverse God, and Moxnix. Exactly. Yeah. That's, wow, thanks. Thanks for the save there, Morgan. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that episode was definitely uh, a big inspiration for um, the special episodes. And according to this website, I just checked more th- uh, the median number of episodes podcasts have is 14 so we're we're well above average in how long we lasted killing it. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah maybe we should maybe we should do i mean it's kind of we've kind of passed at this point but i mean maybe for the next anniversary or milestone we should do uh something more thought out instead of morgan just cryptically writing two exclamation part in <laughs> I mean, so the question is do we now just want to ditch the entire <laughs> green idea and just do an anniversary podcast instead yeah, impromptu like ditch all these notes yeah mm, no <laughs> <laughs> i think our listeners have, have you know, suffered long enough from us just like you know congratulating ourselves up. and patting ourselves on the back so let's let's move on yeah, to i'm the not main topic patting myself show. on the back <laughs> um okay so I think the kind of main thesis of this episode is going to be that green does basically everything on the color pie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, this is like, though we, there, we do have a couple of, points on things it doesn't do. There's but shades of we, this discussion that are like pretty much across the board true in every other format as well, which is that like <laughs> green's just I, sort I, of. I think, fucking broken right now i think i think that that's the least true in cedh yeah possibly also vintage but like, yeah it's definitely less true in CDH than it is there's a lot of green bullshit in legacy yeah like just just enabled by like i mean Oko i mean it's a lot of hybrid green legacy, cards. which is like yeah oko yeah. is pretty gross mm. yeah uro is a bit gross. Veil yeah, Summer think, is like a huge staple in the format still. True. Yeah, I, I, Morgan, I, I think you're right. That's probably the least true in CDH. Yeah. And well, yet it's yeah. still true. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I think I think like potentially like vintage and CDH share the same abstraction from green just being too good at everything, but like CDH green is a lot closer to like what green classically is whereas vintage green is just sort of like both sure and like unfair stuff where like cdh green at least bears a resemblance to like playing fair creatures and ramping and stuff yeah well i think i think that like the the problem with green in other formats is they've started making really pushed fair cards yeah and like this is still a four and like they literally they managed to like i'm not gonna call legacy fair but it's definitely like a lot of the decks are actually doing fair stuff 
now, and they're sort of able to keep the unfair stuff in check, whereas CDH, because hitting people with medium-sized creatures is, like, not a way to win games, it's still dominated by the unfair Tender stuff. Tender Dryad, bro. Come on. Don't even... Don't even pretend. Huh, yeah. Remember that time you played a tender shoot dried? Remind, remind <laughs> me what happened? Gilded Drake is a card that should be banned from CDH. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then, we, we, and then what we, happened whoa, after whoa. that? You reanimated my Razaketh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you win You win without the tender shoot dried anyway. You, that's just rubbins, Yeah, but I man. won harder with the <laughs> Rubbins, man, for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, let's... let's so our, our first point here is we're going to be discussing the key themes among uh, green cards and kind of like we, we've kind of worked out that it falls into what is this one like six or seven categories here that are, well, that are primary of to clarify three, like we're yeah, doing seven. like key themes among cards that we typically Eight. see in CDH. For the most part. Yeah, because like, yeah, 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 yeah. like the, the color pie has been talked to death on every form of magic content ever <laughs> yes um so we're not doing like we're not doing the color pie as it stands in magic the gathering we're doing like sort of the placement of colors and how they function in the context of like cdh as a format and like decks and cdh wait are you saying that playing four fours isn't <laughs> <laughs> isn't in green's color pie that efficient creatures aren't not in this format i feel like the most okay. efficient creatures in the format are like definitely not in green i think we could get into a very long conversation let's yeah let's let's put a cap on that one um okay so the first category we're gonna discuss here is is ramp the first theme is ramp and i think this is probably the most iconic thing about green i mean you know going all the way back to the you know first set of magic and just even outside of cdh this is kind of was supposed to be green's whole thing and uh yeah it kind of carries forth in cdh because the most efficient ramp cards uh you know the one mana elves and whatnot that's that's kind of a big big staple in cdh as i'm sure everyone is aware uh but yeah, yeah it's yeah. just it really sets it unlike you know that we've seen with other um other effects over time in in magic where there's kind of like crossover and getting adopted um like you know uh, i guess let's let's say rituals or something right like you know black is the color that has rituals but then you know over time as more sets come out it's like oh i guess red is now doing rituals as well nothing has adopted ramp to the same efficacy as green really ever right yeah like there's there's the obviously there's artifact ramp and it's arguably like more powerful than green's ramp but we're not getting like new good artifact ramp that's you know comparable to i mean i guess we got specifically arcane signet but yeah that's not quite yeah, a notable a exception. Elves or birds of paradise, yeah, yeah. right? Well, I mean, for like a recent example, I guess Fabor Elder, right? In what yeah, sense? Sorry. In the sense that, like, it's consistent. Like the the most like I like in, my, in recent memory, one of the strongest ramp cards I think is Fabor Elder. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure, and true. if you compare Fabor Elder to the three mana ramp artifacts that have been printed recently, 
it, I mean, uh, it's it always, comes out looking pretty good. Yeah, it's always at least as good as Warm Power Stone. Yeah, it yeah. really seems like they did, the only cards that compare in, for green ramp are, yeah, like as Morgan said, artifacts, and that's the Old original artifacts. Moxen, which yeah. are all banned, and <laughs> then every time they try and make a new Moxen that's fair and balanced, and that, you know, other sometimes green it's just, cards. Guess, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we'll make it legendary. <laughs> yeah, and so, I think that, Oh, go ahead. So the other thing I, I just want to, like, highlight with, with the green ramp is that it's there's so much more of it compared to the artifact ramp yeah. that it actually lets you play like you consistently have it and that's like a key thing with green decks is that you expect to play a three drop on turn two in a way that you really don't like yeah sometimes you have crypt and you can play a three drop on turn one and then a four drop on turn two but like you can't build your deck expecting to have that in the same way that you can with green decks where it's like basically i'm gonna have a dork every game yeah yeah that's a that's a really important yes. point yeah and like it's sure all the all of the dorks are great but like you can put enough in your deck that you can just like always count on having one one of the things too yeah, that's kind of funny about uh, artifact ramp is that it's not even gen like purely generic if that uh, my point might make more sense in a bit so if you're in um let's say mono black right or mono red you actually are kind of starved for two drop uh ramp that's art like artifact ramp that's yeah. good. A lot of it enters tapped. The the good artifact ramp is all in uh two colors with the talismans and signets. And even then so it's, it's you, kind of funny. You only yeah, get definitely. two more for going into two color. Like you actually have to be in like a lot of colors. Well no, you get good. four more because you well I guess if you're in two I guess colors. There aren't just two mana tap for one color rocks yeah. that don't suck. Right? Yeah. It, you get huh. the like diamonds, but that's it. Yeah, true. But like, so like, you really like going into two colors really only like, gets you two more rocks. Like, you actually just have to go into three colors to get like the full rock suite that you actually want to play, right? Yeah, like for colored rocks anyway. No, Which I mean it's, it's, is kind of often the case in CDH, but yeah, but it's just like for green. Like as long as you're in green, you just pretty much always have the entire dork suite aside from a couple outliers. Damn you, noble hierarch. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, so sad. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every deck I wanted to put Noble Hierarch in, that, uh, it's just it's it's so frustrating. I'm gonna go on a tangent here, but it's so frustrating how Noble Hierarch in like this format is like usually a worse card than Birds of Paradise, and yet you get to play it in fewer decks than you can play Birds of Paradise in. <laughs> yeah, and and one thing one thing um, about the ramp and green is that it, it is really divided into two types of ramp which is the land-based ramp and the creature-based ramp um and cdh i think there's maybe two decks that play um like nature's lore slash three visits right because that's like the best one that we can look at but no one outside of like mid power or whatever no one's really running the uh the land-based ramp and it's really all focused around the creature-based ramp just because those the effects of creature based ramp you know start on one mana whereas the land based ramp starts at two and because dodging removal is like much less important because people aren't playing these like splashing yeah. removal spells that you're not like oh well if i play rocks they might get bane of progress like that's not and also yeah. like in comparison to 1v1 like you're not gonna get your dork fatal push like 90 percent of the time on turn one <laughs> <laughs> i'm both the bird oh no it's actually funny how 
like comparable three visits in, in nature's lore are to uh, talismans, right? Yet they're yeah. just. I mean, I feel like we've had this discussion played, before. Yeah. Where like they're like they're actually like very comparable to mana rocks in a lot of ways. Um, obviously not in like some of the ways that matter. Like you can't they can't be untapped as easily. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is like the big one. But still, yeah. like it's it, it's it is sort of surprising that you don't see just like a more like random green decks running nature's lore effects. But like the, I think the issue at its core is like you don't really want to be playing them if you're playing dorks. If you're not playing dorks, you're, you're probably playing power classes and you're probably pretty light on green, which means that like nature's lore isn't really that good because you don't really need forest all that much. I mean, I still think it's like okay. I definitely yeah, it's definitely fine even if you aren't uh, primarily green based. I've never like sure. released these decks into the wild, but I've definitely brewed <laughs> like some. Usually they're like teamer <laughs> sort of anti, trying to be teamer. somewhat anti creature and anti artifact. Morgan's breeding and, teamer like, decks in captivity. <laughs> I really am. These got, are I've these got, are rare decks. Really I've got rare Thrasios decks. Krom, Thrasios Jessica, Calamax. Um, <laughs> to be fair, uh, nature's lore with Calamax is pretty sick. Well, it, it, no, it only copies instants. Oh, oh, never mind. That card's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Harrow with Calamax. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. Um, but yeah, like, trying to play slightly more anti-creature uh, decks, like, you know, still running some dorks, but not throwing them all in, and then also trying to play, like, Collector Roof and Nullrod. I was like, hey, these are actually... If I'm not trying to do scepter stuff, then these are actually pretty much just as good as like a signet, and they let you sort of diversify. So even if you're impacted by your own hate pieces, you're never like shut out. If you have like five or six mana rocks and five or six so, dorks and some land what else does green do other than ramp? <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> at that's, the risk of us honest, going for a three-hour-long episode, it does everything. Thing, right? yeah. It does everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next category we have up here is tutors, and this is something that's a category that you're going to see in pretty much every um, color pie. Pretty much every uh, every, every every individual color, we're do but they all do it for different red. things, right? I, th I mean, Go we're definitely going to be talking about tutors red. in red. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Uh, so I guess green is like quite strong at tutoring for creatures. I guess. And yeah. lands. That's, and lands. That's yeah. definitely relevant. I mean, so, okay. crop rotation so, is a so very it's, relevant it's like, card. It's like the only color that can tutor lands, but I'm not sure it's particularly good at tutoring lands. No, blue can also tutor lands. Can it? It's also good. It's also able to, to tutor, tutor art for, for map. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. No, that's real. That's real. Yeah. yeah, but like it's it's really like it's like the only color that can like reasonably tutor um, lands like with primary um, like tutor cards. But like none of them aside from Crawford are really that good. Like someone scrying is meh at best. I think it sees play and exactly get wrong. And even then it gets cut, right? No, it doesn't see. Yeah. Play, so no. like, it's not even particularly good at tutoring lands. Really. I think it might. I think it might have. They run around in Yesen at one point. Uh, potentially. Mm. Okay. But I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that. I think, I think I'm agreeing with Reed here. I don't think green is particularly good at tutoring lands. I think it's just it has the best land it to can. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. 
Like, I, I think that a mono green deck would struggle if it needed consistent access yeah. to like, like if, if your commander was an like, untyped land. Yeah, if you if your if yeah. your commander was like a combo with a non-forest, non-basic land, like a one-card combo, like that would still not be a good deck because it's really hard to find it still. It's kind of funny though, because I, no, I think it's hard to talk about like I think it's hard to talk about like the best parts of about green and not talk about crop rotation. Well, yeah, like crop rotation. I guess is a I good mean card. maybe the it's point just, is like, it can't consistently yeah. find a crop rotation or find an analog to a crop rotation. Yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Well, I get okay. You can consistently find an Uvenwald Hydra, but it's like it's Cassie is going <laughs> to be an issue. <laughs> Elvish Reclaimer and there's uh, Knight of the Reliquary as well. I mean, Knight of the Reliquary I mean, is also a yeah. white card. Green white, but uh, also like it's at that the point, green part is the is the. Oh, actually, I mean, no. Hold on, Weathered Wayfarer, oh guys. How did yeah. we forget about Weathered That's Wayfarer? White card, I know. It's, so I mean, it, it's clearly green is not the only thing that can tutor lands. We never not said it was just blue as well. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I said blue was the only other color that can tutor lands, but obviously white can as well. Well, okay. So I mean, what are our other creature tutors? Gamble and black. Let's talk. Let's talk about creature tutors because I think we. We've laid so many pitfalls for ourselves in these show notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I think the creature tutors is definitely the yeah. most interesting part of yes. this. So there's obviously yeah. like worldly tutor and Sylvan tutor to a lesser extent. Yeah. Like the classic like, cards like that. What you think of as a tutor, which is like the two hand tutors, right? Just like finding creatures, yeah. putting them in your hand. My uncage the menagerie mm. and my weird harvest oh, and my yes. shared summons. Oh, yes. Those are real. Those are real. Those, those are, real are real. joke mm. voice. But those cards, those cards do see play. Those cards do see play. But like, I think that the the huge thing is all of the various to play tutors. Yeah. So you have the X ones like uh, your Cord and Green Suns and Finale of Devastation, and then you have your uh, Sacrifice type tutors like Neoform, which is green blue, but you know Eldritch Evolution to a lesser extent, Natural Order Pod, um, Birthing Pod, yeah. Birthing Pod, yeah. Like just the consistent access, and there's other synergy cards in other colors as well. Yeah, even stuff like Yasan occasionally makes an appearance. Yep, Survival of the Fittest and Fauna Shaman. Just if you like, if you need to consistently be accessing some set of creatures, green's definitely the color to do that. Yeah, in play or in your like, hand or in, on, on top of your deck, you actually have a white yeah, like for all of those. In comparison to like, if your commander is like, if your model green commander is a one card combo with a like untyped land like you're never gonna find it if you're if your mono green commander is a combo with a creature then that becomes like infinitely better sure does yep yeah and, and i think one thing that's kind of important to point out too not not just the type of thing that that green can find with creature tutors is that green is kind of disproportionate among colors um um, out, of, out of all the colors, it's kind of disproportionate in terms of how many quality creature tutors it has. Yeah. Right. So, white, for instance, tutors artifacts or enchantments, I guess equipment or something. Like it doesn't have. So, it has a, so its if you own count, slice if you of the count pie. Equipment this, as a real type. It does actually have like a comparable number of equipment tutors as green has. Not even. It's not even. Yeah. Not a good type. This, this might actually be a hot take, but. I don't think white tutors artifacts are enchantments. No, I think we were all just <laughs> fooled into that by the existence of enlightened tutor. 
Okay, but like, <laughs> I guess enchantments yeah. is more like it's got idyllic tutor and it's got other things as tutors, planeswalkers, and random like, but it doesn't do anything well, like efficient. There's not many playable it tutors. Legendary in white. permanents, right? Uh, there's values. Actually, Lancers, green tutors legendary. Uh, green tutors uh, has um, a time of need. Oh, it does. Why yeah. has nobody made a time uh, of need deck? Okay, moving I on. Have, yeah. <laughs> Dude, white does dumb stuff. My point was that like even even black, for instance, right? How many what are the good black playable uh tutors yeah, you in have, CD? You have like three or four. Right? And and whereas green has just uh, so many playable creature tutors, and it just eclipses all other all other colors in terms of what it can how many playable cards like can, that, that are, are tutors of yeah. like playable tutors. Yeah. For sure, it kind of it's, it's the same, just like ramp, where you, there's so much available tutoring that you can choose the best ones, and you shouldn't realistically play them all. But like, if you do need one all the time, you can play all of them, and you'll just always have yeah. one in your opening hand, which is like a very real option. Yeah, no, it. I think tutoring, and and the the trend of of obviously creatures becoming spells over time in Magic has just made this it, it green gets through the creature tutors green gets access to so many different effects that it's uh it it has become kind of a, a generic toolbox um and, and enable that sort of strategy for a lot of uh decks and cdh as well like if and I, I hate saying these words but blood pod you know and and uh <laughs> other stacksy creature toolbox based decks um they can run um you know some kind of one-off things that's why i think in our uh zendikar rising when we were talking about that skyclave apparition i brought it up as just that's a card that you know if you're gonna if you're in like a green white deck or something where you have access to a lot of green creature tutors you can throw that in just as a generic removal piece just because of the amount of uh redundancy green has with with the yeah it's creature tutors. And, and i mean it doesn't help that they also just continue to print good creature tutors <laughs> like finale and neoform were both recent printings I can yeah, only no, see them just yeah, printing more. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think like I think the most obvious like indication of this is how people view the tutors. Like people build creature toolbox decks. The idea being I can find whatever creature I need in a given situation. There's like there's an artifact toolbox deck is not a thing. Like whatever blue artifact based deck is running all these artifact tutors is using them to find like win conditions. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, maybe sort of super stack pieces like Urza Tutor's Winter Orb yeah. or something. But, but like, yeah. like that being said, like if Isochron Scepter were a creature, you definitely wouldn't be comboing with it, <laughs> with it because it would be summoning sick. No, but but I'm saying like if you look, if you compare the the green has so much more yeah. density for finding the things that it finds that people build decks leveraging these tutors expecting to be using them not to find win conditions yeah like if, if you compare and that's like, not true in any other if color. you compare the use case of green's tutors to the tutors of other colors it's just like not the same at all like other colors like when have you ever used a transmute artifact to not find a win con right like it's, it's just so rare that like you're ever burning these valuable tutors and like other low color decks to like find not win cons where green does it like all the time like green like you're like never expecting, uh, or at least I'm not. Like I'm never expecting a dog side to come out of a finale. I'm expecting uh, like a collector oof or another, like a random piece of whatever. 
But I mean, sometimes it is a dark yeah. Sometimes side, it is a dark side. Which, in which case, like the game usually just ends on the spot. But like the fact that I'm not expecting it to be just like goes to show like how often like even though they have the option a lot of the time, it's just you have so many it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think I've ever transmute artifacted for like a graph digger's cage. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. One one final note before we move on from this category, um, and that's kind of regarding how this is positioned compared to other generic tutors like blue's ability to tutor artifacts and that's just how i mentioned you know creatures of spells but if you just look at in terms of combos uh in cdh how many combos involve creatures of some kind yeah and it's it's quite a lot um it's obviously not you know there, there's plenty of exa- of counter examples you can give but a lot of the very strong combos uh leverage creatures um in some way it, it really just emphasizes how useful um, Green's creature tutors yeah. are, though. For sure. Um, cool. Uh, next up uh, here, Morgan, why don't you, when you start Sure. This. Next up, we have non-creature permanent removal. Um, so this is usually things like artifacts and enchantments, but to a lesser degree... Um, lands action, and planeswalkers. Lands and planeswalkers. Permanents, yeah. Not, yeah, not so much in CDH because those tend to be costed a little too highly. But, um, you know, there's obviously like Nature's Claim has been a staple for a very, very long time. Um, we occasionally see things like Caustic Caterpillars or um, Reclamation Sage or any of the various analogs to that. Uh, again, leveraging this creature tutor density idea. Um, and then, you know, recently we got Force of Vigor, um, the ghost. There's and also, then, uh, like things, um, Seeds of Innocence and whatnot yeah, that can seeds of innocence, punish, like, a um, lot of, uh, like, there's, there's mass, it's not just targeted, obviously there's, there's mass, uh, removal, um, for yeah. these types as well. Um, and, like, we'll, we'll cover this a little bit later, but there's also a decent number of, like, uh two color one of the colors being green uh removal spells for that are often used yes. for, for things that aren't creatures we're like, that are like a little more the generic. one other color is yeah, just handling creatures honestly. and green is handling everything else yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of insane um, actually how um wide like the the just kind of with creatures as the one kind of weakness in green's removal suite it's kind of absurd yeah. When you think about well, it, why you see, especially because then they started printing fight on like every yeah. other card, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then also just yeah, like beast within, Canaris transformation, uh, songs of the dryad, like <laughs> it's, it's well, it's just like it just seems to like always be this thing. I'm gonna go like a bit more meta into like the broader scope of magic in general for a bit, but just like how it's always like yeah, so green can't do this thing unless it has one of its undercosted very efficient creatures, in which case it can. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we should also yeah. have been more specific it's it's we should have said non-flying creature yeah. permanent removal that's because it 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 can green for some reason also just answers flyers yeah. right? i actually like, like that part of green i thought that was like kind of clever yeah, yeah i like the fact that like I, just, I, I like the idea in general that like any color should be able to answer some type of creature like not necessarily every creature, but like you should be able to answer like some creatures, and then they just sort of, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> dumped all of that. Yeah, if green could only answer artifact enchantments and flying creatures, I'd be down for. That. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I think one thing that's kind of important to note about this is that in CDH, 
really only um, the artifact and enchantment removal is deemed efficient enough in green to warrant play uh, in mono green, right? Are you suggesting that I shouldn't be putting Bramble Crush in all my decks? <laughs> Sir. Well, yeah, besides, aside from the fact that um, people don't really want to be doing land destruction for the most part in um, CDH or targeted land destruction, um, the the fight removal, obviously, while it exists, and, and removal for flying creatures, and there are certainly relevant flying creatures in CDH, those just aren't efficient or um, yeah. aren't on solid cards. And Unfortunately, then, fight is kind of a fair mechanic. Like, the, the things that break the green um, color pie, like Songs of the Dryad, and, uh, or, like, the thing, sorry, the things that, that are beyond just artifacts and enchantments, so Songs of the Dryad and Beast Within, um, those uh, aren't... Uh, okay, yes, Lignify is technically... <laughs> I, I'm but just I'm, saying. <laughs> things, things that are more broad sure. um, just aren't efficient enough for play in... Just kind of like good stuff multicolor decks um only in they're only c play in like mono green decks when you're really struggling for that kind of effect yeah, so yeah. uh nice. really special the the theme is non-creature permanent removal but it's really kind of a special and cdh is a specialization on uh generic artifact enchantment removal yeah. and uh yeah it's pretty pretty freaking which good actually to be quite frank i think is actually like less important now than it historically like ever has been just because i don't like the, the, i very much disagree really i feel like uh, since they printed breach and also somewhat dockside yeah well it doesn't really affect that like you kill like one thing <laughs> and dockside wow. makes, like, with force of vigor or hey I've seen wear tears in response to dark sides. They were, it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, but it's not green. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, it's not green. But uh, sorry, like obviously one thing in response to dark side isn't like a solution, but I'm saying like keeping artifacts and enchantments off the board, I think is yeah, actually I'm, I'm like, just, like, becoming his, much more historically, historically yeah. when we were seeing stuff like instead of just like consult and breach, because like breach still has counter play to removal. Like you slam a breach and there's counter magic in your grave. You can't like remove it in response or whatever. Right. Uh, but like, Historically, we saw like Ice Crown Scepter stuff, Paradoxal um, thing, Paradox Engine, Aetherflux Reservoir. I feel like Scepter's made Those comeback. are certainly for win cons, but there's also stacks that's always been relevant yeah. to remove, and people have yeah. leaned on green, and that's still relevant today. But I, I guess I don't like. I'm not seeing as many rule flaws as like I was before Flash Alkara. No, I'm seeing smothering tides and yeah. mystic studies, and all I'm saying is like I. I think like the removal is being used for different things, and I think it's like cursed less totems, null rods, necessary. Like, I'm not see. I'm just not seeing that much stacks currently. People just aren't playing that much. All right. Well, whatever. Reed has given me a challenge, and now I have to <laughs> yeah. solve this. I definitely agree that I'm not seeing a, a lot of null rods. The worst, worst part about this is every time me and Morgan play together, for some reason, nobody's ever playing a stack deck, and yet it always devolves into a stack beatdown fest. It's like I'm playing cats, <laughs> and you're playing some like <laughs> you're playing some non stack yeah. deck, and it's like there's two Dranith Magistrates, an Aven Mind Sensor, an Idolon of Rhetoric, <laughs> and oof. Uh, like, Ballas, ah, and oof. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um okay. Well, next on our list, Reed, you got right. this one. Um Yeah, so green gets card draw for some reason. 
What? Huh? I thought this was for blue and black. So, and we're not talking about Harmonize here. We're pretty much just talking about Sylvan Library for the most part. Um, no, but, no, no, well, no, no. Not just so Sylvan Library. Sylvan Library is like the generically run card, but yeah. I mean, also in Mono Green, you're seeing... You do have like value um, engines, yes. Not not value yeah. engines. I'm, I'm talking about um, the draw based off power. Oh, sure. Like for Sylvala, yeah, right? Great. Like that's... Yeah. Guys, yeah, but what about Heartwood Storyteller? <laughs> but like that, that, like those effects. Runic Armasaur, bro. Those Come effects, on. while I love them, are fairly narrow and see play in relatively few decks. Like I think the ones that you actually see all over the place are like the draw effects, like the trigger draw effects that are staple to creatures, Grob, um, Sylvan Library, that kind of stuff. It like green yeah. green has like it doesn't really get like unconditional draw that much, but it, like that. <laughs> The color bry has been broken enough over Magic's history that we get to play with enough of them to fill out the slots. Yeah. yeah. Green definitely doesn't have uh, a lack of access to cards. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I think a lot of it is probably also based off the fact with the creature tutors, right? It's it's why play, you know, something that's just going to draw you cards when you have, you know, a million tutors that you have access to. You just don't need that kind of... Um, <laughs> You don't really need those effects when you can find exactly what you're looking for a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, in terms of draw, like I guess the point I wanted to make with um, the draw equal to power stuff um, is just like decks like Selvala could not exist um, without access to those kinds of effects. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't need to go into a, a second color in order to really get access to draw. Yeah. There is a kind of niche form of draw that green has access to, and it enables like green that, has, that type yeah, of It's deck. sort of weird, but like green has like jank versions of all the storm effects. <laughs> like, like it has jank fast mana, jank draw effects, <laughs> jank win cons. It just is like I think it kind of applies for a lot of categories too. It's not not just storm. Yeah, it's just like definitely like it has jank control yeah. cards. <laughs> It, like this is sort of the thing that we're talking about where like green does like basically everything <laughs> and so it does some of it like really shittily but it does it still we're like that can't be no, it's, said it's, for it's, every it's, color. you know it's like jack of all trades master of none yeah. it's like jack of all trades master of still yeah still a, too few. Much. a decent <laughs> subset of yeah. all the things <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like you know when they're like red doesn't interact with enchantments and then they print like haphazard bombardment and specify that you choose non-enchantment permanents. Yeah. <laughs> Green, it's like okay, we'll just let this one slide. It's fine. It can do whatever. Um, Yeah, so I think that's that's probably enough for a draw. Like It so, is, it is yeah, surprising like how... The other category, sorry, is also draw based on number of creatures in play. Like, it's either like it draws off of going wide and going tall. No, that's true. That's true. Definitely relevant. It draws a lot off more. of having creatures. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. In the greens draw, I think is actually in mid power is often more powerful than almost every other color. Oh yeah, uh, kind of when you're you're building it, around it, just, it, and it's, it's, it's scales absurd. so much yeah. faster, right? Like it's harder to make it. I feel like it's harder to make the mana to pay for like blues X spells than it is just to like slam a bunch of creatures on the board and then. Oh yeah, exactly. Like people, yeah. people meme all the time about you know, oh blue is the color for card draw, and uh, you know, and, or black card draw. It's like, dude, unless you're playing like Necropotence or Ad Nauseum or Peer or something, like just an insanely busted 
card to just get card advantage. Green will just eclipse you in just raw card advantage from just drawing cards. Like, how the heck are you going to beat... Um, or like, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, a, a Reiki history... His, historian oh, of Kamigawa or whatever? Like, yeah. yeah. That draws off Legends. To like, it just... It's, it's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in for the Mid-Power episode where... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I feel up, like I need to... I need to, in editing, just cut Lyndon off. Tune into the Mid-Power... <laughs> <laughs> Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Uh, lost the next five get it seconds. Away from him. <laughs> so Matt, what do, what do we have as our next category? Sure, we have recursion, and um, this was kind of one that we were kind of reluctant to put on, but kind of realized that the strongest recursion spells are definitely yeah. in green, and we're talking about uh, Noxious Revival, uh, Eternal Witness, Eternal Witness, yeah, um, notably, uh, and or obviously, yeah, regrowth. Um, but uh, also, the first two certainly being kind of some of the strongest cards in certain decks like Razakats and also like Breach decks. So the yeah. thing, there's is it like green by far does recursion the best out of any color. And like recursion also historically is a pretty strong thing. Like regrowth is seen play in vintage because it's like really like regrowth effects scale off really well with the quality of the rest of the cards in your deck, right? Like regrowth on Black Lotus to like ritual. Like just get an or battery, battery yeah, or like sure. whatever, just like using or like ancestral recall, three mana draw three or like four mana draw six, pretty good still. Time, <laughs> time, time walk, walk, four mana turn spell, still better than any <laughs> other turn spell you could play. <laughs> like, oh my like, god! Historically, regrowth effects are pretty strong, but like we just like don't see a lot of them in CDH. Like you see like the token noxious arrival index just so you can do twister loops or whatever, but like. You don't really like see a lot of decks actively playing regrowth for the value, right? I think one important aspect of green recursion, unlike recursion in other colors, obviously there's Yogmas Will, Through the Breach, uh, Mystic Sanctuary, Snapcaster, whatever. Like there are types of recursion in other decks, but the one thing with green recursion is that it doesn't exile the card. It's not like a one-time recursion. Yeah. Like the effect might be a one-time recursion effect, but it's not going to make the card inaccessible again. So it's very useful for doing loops. Um, and that's the primary use of green recursion is loops, looping eternal witness, looping with noxious revival, etc. I, I will say though that like I've put eternal witness in a lot of various like sort of the creature toolboxy type decks, and I found that it actually does have a pretty substantial like benefit of. Sometimes you can use it to like set up certain loops and whatnot by recurring. Like you recur your creature tutor or something like that, but also you can just get back like sort of hate bears or stacks pieces that have been killed, or you know just like the generic use case. Yeah, certainly you know. creature tutoring for Ewood is a classic line for Versavala where you have more mana than you know what to do with, and you just go tutor for Ewood. Give back the tutor. Tutor for tutor for Tiber Saber Tooth. Bounce the Ewit, replay Ewit, get back the tutor. Tutor for something. Tutor for another thing. Nice. But I think I think that probably the reason we don't see it as much as like maybe you do in other formats is just that you're much less likely to have to have like the specific effect you want in your graveyard because you just wind up with much less of your deck in your graveyard than you do in Six, for, especially when you can run four of. Yeah, it's like definitely like regrowth definitely gets better when you have more ready access to any given effect in your deck. 
and like you just don't <laughs> in CDH. So like it's it's hard to plan on what you're gonna be able to use it for, or like even if you're gonna be able to use it at all. Because like especially if you're like playing Ewit in a creature toolbox he's style deck there's no guarantee that you're ever gonna have like a good spell in your graveyard to get back when you draw into it right true cool um next up is a, a category that's kind of been pushed fairly recently and that's anti-counter magic um so most recently the I biggest push like... was with Allosaur shepherd I... yes <laughs> definitely um, and then, but obviously, the the one that the, the card that sees play, the one mana cryptic command, is of course Veil of Summer, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's kind of absurd to kind of just concede this ground to to green for I don't know. I'm 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 kind of baffled that that wizards really want to push lean into this. I mean, they they had the kind of um, Gaia's Heralds and. Uh, prowling serp apart kind of effects for a while but they've really been leaning into it recently which is absurd because it's just conceding more ground to green but you know it whatever it's just adding to the strength of green even in cdh because these cards are efficient yes, and uh, probably, it's a very useful effect more I mean, counter magic in cdh than there is in like any other format maybe aside from vintage yeah I mean, uh, Veil would probably be fine in sixty-card formats if it didn't have the draw uh, card tacked on the clause. No, no, no. The, if it didn't, if it omitted the clause about protecting from, like, if it didn't also protect from like thought oh, season yeah, stuff, sure. it probably wouldn't be as if big it didn't of a problem. Give you but, protection uh, as well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> like can't be countered has has always been like a green and red thing, which makes sense because they're blues enemy colors, but they've definitely uh, pushed it off a cliff yeah. a little bit recently <laughs> like i think it's kind of i mean this is this is kind of a bit off topic but i think it is a fair push to make if you think about the health of standard where you don't necessarily want all the interaction to be happening on the stack you do want it to be happening on the board yeah there, that there, that does bleed into eternal formats where all the great stack interaction spells exist yeah i think that they also like made a mistake in I mean, obviously Veil is like the biggest culprit of this. Um where it's like the fact that it draws a card and also hits black spells, which is like again also green's enemy color, so it makes sense, means that it's like much more generically useful than I think that that kind of narrow hate effect has any right to be. Um so yeah, I think I think it's been pushed into something of an unhealthy state. But I like I think that it is actually an important part of Green's color pie when done correctly. Yeah, I like and they did yeah, sure. it correctly for a long time. Carnage has Tyrant, to have a Carnage Tyrant's a good card. Like, and I think it's a good solid green. It's not like breaking the color no, pie. Like, the even like clauses. I, I like even Prowling Serpapard is like a good yeah, card. Like I like I'm fine. Yeah. I, I I like yeah. the like the concept of like hey, don't touch my big thing. I invested a lot of like mana into this and I invested a lot of time getting up to it. And like you should have a way to deal with it that's not just pointing a removal spell at it or a counter spell at it. Like I I like that sense. I don't <laughs> I don't like the sense where you're basically just giving greed its own counter magic. Yeah. Freaking yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> 
yeah yeah no it's it's dumb um but yeah i i think if if you're right and and that wizards um does this seems to be a trend and this carries on uh you can only expect green to get better with this and honestly i, I think you know having played with Alsor shepherd uh in gitrog monster through access to the green tutors you ba- you have like a million copies it just feels super strong so yeah. getting getting more um effects i don't think they'll repeat kind of a veil of summer tier mistake but you know if they if they print more things optimistic. in this kind of uh, yeah maybe maybe that's optimistic but yeah green green getting access to more um, anti counter magic is just going to kind of bolster any uh, green X decks that aren't blue yeah yeah like just in terms of just I checked while we were talking in terms of can't be countered there's fifteen red cards one black card. Eight blue cards, zero white cards, and twenty-five <laughs> green cards that have the text yeah, yeah. encountered on them. Damn. Uh, okay, so we're in, into so that those are the I think the primary those are our key themes that we see among green cards in CDH. Um, we have two that are kind of like asterisk categories. Wait, I, I I don't think yeah I, I think that's yeah move that one down Morgan. Okay, we have one. Yeah, we have one of asterisk <laughs> categories. Fine, Morgan, go ahead. Take it. All right. Take it away. I guess. Uh, so the 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 category that's sort of an asterisk is stacks, and green definitely has some good stacks effects, Dude, um, especially the anti artifact stuff like uh, collector yeah. roof and manglehorn. Um, but there is also some other. You know, there's your root maze uh, type stuff and. Um, Titania song. Oh my goodness! I was about to say Titania song. Um, uh, so, like, obviously, this is requires like I like um, Hall of Gemstone cards under underplayed. Yeah, Hall of Gemstone, sure. Um, obviously, like green stacks is the reason there's an asterisk here is that it's much less likely to just go in a deck because it has green. Yeah. Well, uh, then yeah. like. Oh, I, this deck, this commander gives me access to green. I'll jam dorks in there. Happens a lot. Oh, this deck gives me access to green. I'll jam. I'll jam like, uh, you know, I'll jam the like collector roof yeah. and and uh, root maze is like not exactly what happens just by virtue of a deck having access yeah. to green. Uh, I think in the case of Oof, it's like, oh man, I have all these great tutors. Why don't I just have the silver bullet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and certainly I think we'll talk about this when we talk about what green gets in concert with other colors. Um, but, uh, it, it, it often complements stacks reasonably well, like stacks from other colors, um, by sort of letting you play through it. And also, you know, Uh, finding the correct stacks at the correct time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Green stacks is like. As I said before, like it's fairly limited in scope in like what it does. It like it it hates on a like fairly narrow range of things. Yeah, but it's it supports stacks yes. extremely well. Yeah, because of the tutors. Uh, well, and the random so before, and also the creature yeah. mana if you're hating on artifacts, which yeah. is very common. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we next up is going to be green weaknesses. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about the asterisk category that oh just got nixed God. i just want to say it briefly uh it was it was gonna uh, it was about mana positive rituals 
and green doesn't really well, have like rituals manual, in the same way as other things like plays or cards in general yeah. like same same turn it, but it is it is important that the green does have um it's not purely reliant on the mana positive artifacts there are mana positive plays in the form of crop rotation into things like guy's cradle uh elvish spirit guide and then carpet kind okay, of carpet <laughs> carpet is so dumb yeah uh and then uh food chain it's just like it's, it's not really like it's not really in the color combination that like you play green because it gives you mana yeah. on the turn that you're winning the game. Like it's, we were actually originally, <laughs> we were originally going to put it in weaknesses. And then we sort of came up with like enough edge cases that we went like, this isn't a weakness. So it got moved to things it has, but it just like, I don't, I don't know that it has it, it yeah. like it. It's certainly, it's not the color that you look to for um like, Oh, I need to somehow get more mana on this turn, or like I'm planning out this thing in my deck. Well, I don't have enough mana. How do I get there? Like you don't look at green for that for the same turn. So. I mean, you're, I think you're you're green. You're like I mean, like, add, you're, if you're, you're talking about an add, no, you're just deck, like you're right? looking for black. You're looking for red. You're looking for blue, right? Like those are like the colors that give you all the effects that you need to like just get a bit yeah, more mana. Like, Certainly if I was looking at a person who was about to untap and it was like they have three mana, I wouldn't be like, oh, but they're in green. So that means they could have 17 yeah. mana. Uh, I, okay, if you're so if in blue, what are what are your you've got one mana open after like an ad nauseum. What are their, their I'm not, non, I'm not talking, what are their blue cards that are that are why, mana why positive? Why does that have to be one mana? <laughs> okay, fine. It's it's you're looking at like turnabout, really, right? Tur- like high yeah. high tide and low color high blue, tide. but obviously like in in high like color the decks, land on tappers with any like ancient tomb whatever is always a thing um like you have there are like but that though that seems like a complement of edge cases uh, to yeah green. i think i think i think i i wouldn't say blue so much as i would say yeah. red and black which I legitimately do have a decent amount like a much higher density of rituals and ways of getting short-term mana. Also, I think the other the other thing that that is like because green has the dorks to fill out its ramp suite, it does also tilt you away from playing yeah. like even colorless mana sources uh, or sort like colorless cards that are fast mana sources. Like the fact that you have dorks means it you're just less likely to think, oh, this deck really needs a Lotus Petal to get off the ground. I mean, that being said, it's also because, like, drawing a lot of cards is worse to um, be playing in a deck that has a bunch of dorks in it than a bunch of, like, artifacts that you can then tap the same turn if you say I have, like, a cost reducer or have, like, an untapped payoff at the end of it. Like, just the fact that they are dorks and they are slow mana itself leads you away from that style of deck building as well. Yeah. I think that, like, green doesn't have a huge access to them, but it also has a bunch of things that lean you away from running the ones that are available. Is is sort of why I would have initially listed it as a weakness, even if it does actually have the same number of ones as something like blue, for example. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> green's so weaknesses. Green's, green's actual weaknesses. weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. Uh so Morgan, you just did uh you did stacks, so Reed, why don't you do this sure. next one, and then, or you you talk this first one, and then Matt, you can. Take um, over. So sure, 
it like in general i <laughs> i know we just talked about cards that break this rule but in general um green is uh pretty weak at stack based interaction doesn't really have a whole lot of it obviously you have the veils which are like but i mean those aren't interact like it's it's protection for your combos it's not really yeah, interacting not with your like opponents you, yeah. on the stack which i mean to be fair this is less of a weakness of green and more just a strength of blue that nobody else gets to touch hey man there's some <laughs> stack based interaction yeah. okay in okay. red I mean, white does get silence. That's a that's yeah, and that's true. Sure, like black gets yeah, and well, black has withering boon. Well, I was okay, about to nope. say imps mischief, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, green just like generally doesn't touch the stack all that much. Like even in comparison to other colors, <laughs> even though it's like skimp on the other colors as well. Do you still have your F six? Because I'm Golgari. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like. You don't really get to touch the stack that much. I I feel like like are there any green mono green cards that touch objects on the stack? Uh bind. Probably. Oh yeah. Specifically it gets to touch activated abilities from artifact sources, which is a really weird niche. No, no, bind bind doesn't say Oh, it does it not? There there is another one that counters what it's oof of some it's another oof. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets. Yeah, it, gets, it actually does get to touch. Not enough of an edge case. It does get to touch some activated abilities, but that's about it. It's very narrow. Yeah, yeah I think there's, and I mean, we we've just listed a bunch of its strengths, and this weakness category is actually pretty small in comparison. But this is a a gaping hole in greens in you know. It's it's a it's a big weakness, and this is a weakness shared by everything that's not blue. So it the th it it creates this kind of weird metagame where you know, in in terms of permanence, right? Things things that are already on the board, almost every color can interact with things in some form on the board. So like no one can can just play to the board and try and be safe in that regard. Whereas blue being the really only deck that can do things on the stack, kind of incentivizes decks to play. To the stack, play and on the stack specifically right? to play blue over and any other color. Exactly. Then you have to play blue in order to um, not just concede that that advantage to your opponent. Yeah, but yeah, like to to drive the point again. Like it certainly isn't just a weakness unique to, to green. And I think we do have two other weaknesses that are generally speaking unique to green. Uh, one of which being lacking tutors for non-creature non-lands. Like, as far as like what green wants to do, like you actually do, you actually are. If you could t tutor for enchantments, for instance, you would you would definitely do it. Tutoring for enchantments, I'm sure there's like in, instead of I guess like team or saber tooth combos exist, but you you'd probably would rather be doing like if you had ready access to um or sorry just if, survival. if cloudstone curio or something was just as accessible, right? Like or curio, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like in green i guess if you you do have the tutor density you can get uh your eternal scourge i don't know no but like even just just like just if if food chain was food accessible chain. in mono green i feel like i would definitely do some like, experimenting you, with you fair food like, chain yeah like sack all your doors yeah, get yeah. to regal forest or 
Sorry, that sounds really stupid. Sorry, not do that. Yeah. Psycholo- okay, maybe not <laughs> no, no, no. that. <laughs> I love paying seven mana to draw a card. <laughs> hey, but then you get eight mana back. Nice. Sacking all your dorks and playing... Um, Sorry, uh, Woodland Bellower. Yeah, was the one that I meant to say. But another one of Green's weaknesses is just getting creatures back from exile mm. into play. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, there certainly are relevant green non-creatures that you would really want to tutor for, uh, such as food chain and survival on those. Yeah. Um. And and you know our next section we're going to be talking about um, after we're talking about weaknesses we're going to be talking about pairings with other colors, and this is certainly something that uh, green benefits from you know fixing this plugging this this little hole in uh, its tutors, um, and finally we have for, in terms of green weaknesses anti creature decks clasms cursed totems etc because green is so reliant on it's almost like because green has a plethora of creature tutors and because creatures are so strong it naturally wants to play into creatures i mean obviously it's kind of hard to disentangle whether or not like green creatures are kind of green creatures as spells or whatever and the strength of creatures is unique to green it's really not right kind of creatures of all types do um absurd effects it's just in fact green's access other, to yeah, creatures. other creatures actually have creatures with much better effects that you can get in like any green creature yeah and and it's just because of the i think the ready access to tutors that green leans extremely hard into its uh creatures which then just makes it vulnerable well, to yeah. uh that and dorks and just the fact that friends, like, even if you yeah. didn't yeah. have the tutors think- you'd still be playing dorks and the fact that like I mean, we did talk about land-based ramp. It's just that... Well, like, land-based ramp not... is just, like, on the same level as artifact-based ramp. It's not, like, better, which, like, dorks pretty substantially are in most cases. Yeah, but green does have possess the ability to pivot, right? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm yeah, just, it's like, just it's, not it's, it's almost it. never worth it to give up your dork suite for playing a few clasms to try to beat out other green unless, decks. <laughs> unless you're against, like three your meta is just all clasm decks except for you you know maybe and, and you for whatever reason which you, is when you, you, you just give deal with the devil to only play so mono green for the rest that's of your life you splash into white and start playing the encore so that they can all just soak up the damage from the clasms and then all your dorks live through it <laughs> yeah yeah nice um yeah any, any anything else for green weaknesses that anyone wants to throw on or should we move on to I've, I've this might be a hot take a little bit but i think um green's weaknesses aren't quite as exaggerated as um how strong green can hit out other colors like due to the fact that you can tutor for instance or not other colors like other strategies um due to the fact that you can just tutor out an oof uh in green so easily and also kind of incidentally have the ability to recur it like i think green hates on artifacts much stronger than you can hate on green's creatures with like a curse totem yeah and that's and that's like by like a wide margin oh yeah absolutely like it's it's yeah just by virtue of it's harder to find a clasm or a totem than it is to find a new so finally um we're going to be talking about pairings so this is we're going to talk about how different colors complement green 
Um, and we're going to be mainly talking, mainly focusing on just the two color uh, pairings. Because obviously there's, you, get your, well, like, you start talking about three colors, there's just you know, like too much every, Like any, any three color combination could realistically do most things, so. Yeah. That's why two colors and monocolor is the heart and soul of EDH. <laughs> and the spirit. Anything, anything more than two colors is against the spirit of the format. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that, that was the idea behind uh, Scotty's two color league, which just... Uh, just Honestly, man, two-color decks are the more interesting decks. Turns anyway. out, Kells, pretty good. Not bad. Definitely the best blue-black consult scepter deck. <laughs> if I wasn't an idiot, I would have gone four and zero with Kells. But I died nice. to having a land assassin's trophy when I had a Gitrog monster out of no cards in my library, which was sad. But nice. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> should have been an idiot. Still won the league, so. Yeah, nice. nice. Um, we did it. Okay, so let's go. Uh, let's have Morgan start with this um, with green white. Sure. Tell us about green white. So, uh, green very like naturally complements a lot of uh, the stacks effects that you get in white, both with its own stacks effects, but then also like we were talking about earlier, um, creature based mana is often very good in stacks decks because you want to be hating out other types of mana, um, and then you have your your anti-creature spells like your thorns and thalias and whatnot or sorry your anti-non-creature spells like thorns and thalias and then the accessibility from your tutor suite um the issue is that white shares a lot of the weaknesses of green um it doesn't have super great access from its tutors like yes obviously enlightened tutors are a very very strong card but then you're looking at like recruiters which you don't need super like you don't have a huge need for because you're already in green and you have much better creature tutors and like equipment are pretty narrow um and you don't get a lot more stack based interaction you can deal with creatures a little bit more easily with stuff like swords and path um but you, you do get you do you don't and, get and you get stack based interaction you but you get, get more protection it definitely reinforces yeah, you, get, the you get your aspect, grand yeah. abolisher it, like yeah I'm abolisher ranger captain i, I, I actually silence. think it does kind of push it into that category where you can consistently have the the stack based interaction well like not yeah, for especially, yeah. especially given the fact but that you've got uh, creature tutors only, in those only for it's protecting only defensive, your stuff yeah. not for stopping other no you people. can disrupt you can disrupt with ranger captain sure you can disrupt with ranger it's, captain yeah. and silence but like two cards doesn't make i mean ranger captain's pretty damn accessible right but like it's just not yeah it's accessible <laughs> but the, like you're gonna tutor a card and then play a three mana card and then leave it up to stop one person and they can see it coming. Like, that's not... I don't think that's... Well, I, well normally normally how it works is that they don't play into Ranger Captain because it's visible. It, it, it and just, you can like, use it to it protect your own combos. You don't get the stack-based interaction that you do from blue, which is, like, the thing. No, certainly not. But, but I, I, don't, I don't even think you get as much stack-based interaction as you do from red, yeah, arguably. I agree with that. Well, yeah, certainly not. You don't have... The pyroblast. So, so you don't even necessarily get that, that much. <laughs> sure, I, like sure. green white is really just like we'll talk about that though. Green green has like really good creature tutors, but like relatively shitty things to find with them. And white has really good creatures, but like no way to find them. So yeah, and one thing one thing that because uh, I think in Morgan's description he said uh, white's um, stacks effects. One th it's important to note that white kind of just has. These stacks effects on a stick, so to speak. <laughs> They're on legs. Sorry. They're on legs. Um, yeah. Legs. <laughs> legs, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, Winter Orb is on Hikori. 
curse totem is on Linvala, but asymmetrical. And and like it just this this is kind of the trend with white is just whatever generic you know if if there's a stacks piece this that's a you know, just an artifact or something you can find it on a on a white yeah. creature, and having access to the perfect silver bullet um, stacks effect for your opponent uh, because of green's plethora of creature tutors is is very strong also Dranith magistrate good card great card when you can mm. consistently tutor <laughs> god that that being said linvala great card. <laughs> oh, fantastic card probably the best green stacks piece <laughs> archon archon of amiria 2 that card that card has been uh pretty strong um from from my initial testing all right so green yeah. blue Who's taking this one? <laughs> oh boy, uh, Reed. I guess? It's just like people. it's it's like the most like obvious. I feel like it's like the most like generic vanilla meta pick of the two color combinations, just because like they th- like both both are like the golden children of wizards, just from different ages. Like blue's like yeah, the old golden much. child, green's the new. It's that's actually golden child. Like so accurate, <laughs> and they just it's a keep great way of printing that. pushed yeah, commanders. That too that helps. <laughs> so you just like end up yeah. like out of like any of the two color combinations, you get to play like with the most design mistakes out of any like two color <laughs> combination. <laughs> there's like there's just so many cards in green blue that should never have been printed. <laughs> um, it kind yeah. of. It kind of feels funny now touching on the points that we've written because I feel like that just kind of explains all of these. <laughs> yeah. Like like we have written down like blue's like blue is a great use for excess mana, but it's because all of the pushed blue cards that do much better when you have a lot yeah. of mana. Yeah. And and like the 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 tutors, like blue tutoring instants and sorceries, um also like crosses over reasonably well because A, you get good coverage with yeah. uh with like between instant sorcerers and creatures, you can usually and artifacts. Find, I mean, yeah, and, and artifacts. Basically artifacts. You can find more or less whatever you need. That you need. But then also, obviously, there's the instants and sorceries that tutor creatures, um, which you can find with your blue. Which tutors. you can find with and your then, creatures that tutor and the creatures. Yeah, the, the blue creatures that tutor instants and <laughs> yeah, sorceries were artifacts. Particularly, yeah. Spellseeker gives these sorts of decks a huge amount of reach for turning the super high density of creature tutors into things that aren't just and creatures turning like build your own to build your own yeah, black tutor right <laughs> build your own demonic tutor exactly get access to everything also neoform is just a nuts card that you only get in green blue out of the two color combinations so yeah For sure um it's just like yeah i mean you also get you know uh, a bump to your card draw a bit and obviously an insane amount of stack interaction because that's blue's hallmark and also stack interaction gets better when you can hold up more mana <laughs> along with your stack interactions yeah. so you know and also just randomly like activated abilities yeah. on creatures that let you draw cards and <laughs> <laughs> just just random shit that draws you cards good old, old ice <laughs> good card man yeah yeah it's just um one one thing that i think is probably worth pointing out with green blue at least in cdh compared to regular or like mid power edh in mid power edh there's kind of a meme with uh simic just any like simic pile it really doesn't matter what your commander is will be you can just put in bombs ramp and card draw and interaction and it's going to be good see whereas you- in cdh uh you're much the green blue uh decks that kind of see play are all very dependent on their commander um 
And that's kind of the case for a lot of two-color decks, and arguably most two-color decks, but it's 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 very pronounced in green-blue um, from just looking at the decklist database. Like, Edric, you can't... Like, your 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 card draw is, is very dependent on Edric. Kinnon providing um, combos. Are, I think arguably the most generic thing that green-blue will do well is um, make infinite mana and then dump it into an outlet. Yeah. Right? You've got your... Uh, your bloom tender infinite combo there you've got your um i mean it's just sort of got a few like other infinite mana combos there, you can, right you like, know what's funny about that point too is if you add colors you can take away your commander alliance like four color rash <laughs> <laughs> you just substitute more colors for a commander <laughs> it's like yeah it's just like green blue like the best things that you can be doing before you win the game in CDH are making mana and drawing cards, and that's just like all of blues, like blue green's color identity, and ensuring that you get another yeah. turn by stopping your. And then, like from that winning. is a secondary yeah. goal. Yeah, it's just like EDH in general is just like the format of doing your own thing faster than anybody else does their thing. Um, and drawing cards and making mana contribute a lot toward that. And like no other, no other two color combination every, does it quite as well. Remember when every blue green deck, blue green mid power deck was just the prophet of Krufix deck with a different <laughs> commander. Good times. Yeah. Mm. All okay, right. So I was gonna give this category to Matt next, but I'm gonna snipe it from him and I'm gonna give him the yeah, I hate, final I hate category. That you took this from me. <laughs> Are you joking? Are you freaking kidding me right now? We okay, definitely so have time to argue about this too. That's my so favorite I'm, part. I'm God. the green black. Uh, uh, green black is the is the next pairing we're going to talk about. And also, okay, I've I've done Marin Veral's Gitrog Reed. Come on, man. Come I on. was playing. I was Matt's playing green Gerard black before you even got into the format. Get out of here. <laughs> I was playing Sorry? green black before you even got into the format. Who's played more? Who's played more games of Green Black? Do you think? I'm actually not sure. Don't even. Don't even. Don't even pause. No, are you serious? Because I have. I have lost. Sorry, are we counting goldfishing or? <laughs> I. Bef- I just roasted you both. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Green Black. Outside. So the black is so between the green blue. Um. No. As as Reed pointed out was probably the best of any of these pairings that we're going to talk about and black is is definitely second as it's not as disparate um as you might think or as one might think i mean most people who are listening to this podcast know about get rock for you know etc um and the thing with black is that it it provides it shores up most of green's weaknesses outside of the stack-based interaction but the problem is is that that's such a big weakness and an important part of cdh that it's you you can't overcome that weakness um even with the sheer power and and coverage that that black adds so the important thing um i guess is the tutors so black um you know we talked about built hack your own demonic tutor with um green and blue well do you know what's better than, you know, constructing your own hacked demonic tutor is just having And then also tutor. having creature tutors. So. Um, yeah. And yeah, just to and add a, also like a being tiny able point to onto that? interact with creatures, um, especially relevant now that Dranath is a thing. Um, if you're 
in a deck uh, that has like a, a you know expensive commander, you need to be able to remove Dranith. And uh, Black definitely provides that for you. And if, if Gitrog didn't have access to Black and was just, you know, some five CMC green commander, like you're you're just going to be struggling. Also, kind of to be yeah. specific on the point of hacking together a tutor, um, and the other like green X combinations, you can't hack together an enchantment tutor. I mean, like you can. Yeah, that's maybe, true. I guess you can technically do it in red, but like not consistent. Yeah, or like bant, I guess. But um, but one thing I do I do want to say is that I think black probably like in terms of all the non-green colors providing good things to find with your green creature tutors i think black does it the least yeah black creatures are just like not great <laughs> like that's sort of the issue that like outside They're of definitely not of pieces, once of course, you want to tutor always wants to find a yeah. gem, that's never a question um but yeah putrid emperor or like the the dredge but i mean even i'm, I'm gonna say outside of that there's that's I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like Razaket is kind of an important. Okay, no, but the animation is certainly tutors. not what we're talking about here. We're talking about like the, the like toolboxy stuff that you find off of Finale or Eldritch Evolution or like just stuff like just tutoring to hand and playing out, right? Like there's not a whole lot of that. But I mean, tutoring to hand to then send it to the bin is, <laughs> is certainly. <laughs> but that's an not aspect. something that Green Black does yeah. particularly well. <laughs> You would Without much rather. Well, I mean, survival, like survival, like yeah, but you have to find survival, which is not sure, a card but type. But this is like sur- survival for reanimation. Yeah. But I just mean like in general, like the uh, stuff I mean that, that like, you find to just play out of your hand or just put casting Eldritch Evolution deck. on your dork in a green black deck. You're not often finding a black two or three drop. Then for for value, if you or are, hate it's or, not as good as it would have been in any of the other colors. It's just like I yeah. This is particularly pronounced in my experience in Veralls, where like <laughs> you have all this access. Like you have, there's it's so tempting because you have all these like green to battlefield tutors and to hand tutors, and you're just like okay, it oh my god, green's so powerful. It can get like creatures out so easily, and then like you look through the catalog of green black creatures for combo decks, and it's just like wow, these are. Not great. <laughs> I like. I could like. Yeah, the, I, I think could, the, the worst thing. I could tutor the like a dark for black on, is a... and that's about my best option here. <laughs> and Grim Grimflare my is the ability. The ability to uh, the lack of ability to hack together a good entomb um, in green black. That's really is, the is big restriction. Is like very it's, pronounced. There's no creature entomb that's not five mana. <laughs> Yeah, like you would, you would. I think they're pro. They have, man. I would expect them to do this eventually, like a spell seeker, trinket mage. I mean, I, I always, like want something in yeah. those kinds of categories for black that, that lets you send the creature, a creature yeah. to the bin. No, no, like, no. They know, like that. Corpse connoisseur costs five mana, and that there's like a reason for that, and they know. But like, does does corpse connoisseur see play in casual EDH? Yeah, absolutely. Like, barely. Yeah, it definitely does. Is it, it a actually problem? Definitely play that card. No, 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 no. But like it. Okay, I think a three mana entomb a creature on a creature would be like they know that that would be a problem in like. See, certainly, that would be real like, spicy see, like, in a lot of formats. Two or three years ago, I would have agreed with you, and then they printed Oko and like everything, and I'm okay, not sure if they, they knew. knew anymore. <laughs> Maybe they don't know anymore. <laughs> they knew. Um. Yeah, I I don't know if I completely agree with the lack of. I think there's 
I, I don't think that there's a complete lack of good creatures worth tutoring. I in think they're a hundred percent, but there, there's certainly there. It's, it's definitely not. Um, I think, I don't think, I don't, Deep I don't think there's a the lack of good creatures to entomb in black. I think there's a good, like a lack of good creatures to like put into your hand in black or black green. Yeah, like what, what black creatures are you like neo forming yeah. into? Nothing because I'm in Golgari. Yeah, sure, but okay. Let's pretend you could play Neoform. Eldritch Evolution, bro. If you had Golgari, let's pretend you could put Neoform in Gitrog. What would you Neoform for that's black? Like Confidant? Is that. Would you I go mean, back I'd to playing Grimflare? In... Would you put in Olivia's Dragoons no, just I would so you never, could... No one was playing Grimflare. That's fake. I was prob- sure. I'd probably could... put in a... Uh, if I could only find black creatures, I'd put in like Olivia's Dragoon, but I mean, I could just find in... I can find a uh, green creature tutor if I... Uh, green discard. Yeah, I'd but like you just... To. Right. So, so you're finding a combo piece or dark confidant. That's... Like... Yeah, but I mean, I was, I was going to say like... I guess maybe it's too commander specific but in hapatra the ability to find like yogmoth right like that's right but that's still a combo yeah piece. it's like you, there are no good like generic creatures to find that are like a gilded drake a Dranith magistrate a dockside like an even sensor yeah. uh like a vexing shusher like that grand ball sure um yeah like fair. there's just like there's no generic thing that you can tutor for and just put into play that's good as a default in black as opposed to like the other two color pairings Yixlid Jailer mm. to absolutely dunk on the Gitlock player. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anything... Oh, I guess, yeah, one, th- one thing we want to talk about with uh, Black is that out of any of the pairings with green, it provides the most, um, like, actually two, like, multicolored cards that see play. Um, well, three, right? You've got well, yeah. uh, Deathrite Shaman, Trophy, Decay, uh, Fiend Artisan, there's um and that's just more also, than you know you're gonna see in it also just like green, provides green, the most red. consistency like you you lose you certainly lose out on like the interaction from green blue but like it's definitely like the most consistent at just being able to find stuff out of any of the color combinations i think yeah yeah that being said um i think black does the worst job at kind of covering green's weaknesses yeah. overall yeah wait really i i find it's i don't I think i don't think black good. green decks play particularly differently than mono green deck yeah. like setting aside yes like where your commander completely changes the way you play the game and you have access to like slower things i don't think that like gitrog or varals really let you play hugely mm. differently than like self no, you guys or you guys are green. definitely baked i think behind behind so think of green white green white complements um the white complements green strengths but it doesn't really make up for any of its weaknesses uh green red kind of same deal like green black the ability to remove creatures and giving access to a no, wide range like of creatures is is like the only thing that is really missing is the stack based interaction which but like you know, green, green white blue lets does. you play so like, like it's missing true, that like, hate bear else, stacks like, like it lets you play on a different axis than no, mono no, green no. does it's it's not the it's no. not the worst because the cards are just really good it just i think you break the least new ground yeah. by adding black removing mm, it's just like, i guess cuz i guess white black, also you do get adding black to green white. just makes and, green and do blue, green like, better obviously it's temporary but like if the best thing in a black is tutoring, then you're and you're not adding creatures that complement green's tutors, then 
you're only finding green cards which also suffer from green's weaknesses sorry i, I wasn't taking issues with it being the best complementary color for, for for boosting green's you know already existing strengths i was talking about for covering its weaknesses yeah which just doesn't particularly do all that well i mean tutors we and out of the listed weaknesses we have stack based interaction lacks tutors for uh non-creatures yeah and that's the exception i think and uh anti-creature like it's i don't know it seemed to i guess we didn't even put creature removal on anyway oh no we did we did yeah whatever um but yeah i i, I think that it it that's it, it i feel like even in in casual edh like that's especially kind of a something that's talked about as green black being for covering each other's weaknesses pretty well i mean green certainly covers for a lot of blacks weaknesses yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, but i think black also i, makes I don't up think for we're getting that weaknesses. i think like adding green to black is certainly a very large step up and like gives you a lot of new options but like adding black to green just makes it better green in a lot of ways Okay, I think I'm, I think I'm fair to agree. Okay. I disagree, but yeah. for sure, let's move on. I'm fine to dis- to agree to disagree on that. Um, yeah. So Matt, so I guess yeah, last one. Last one is green red, um, which is kind of a color combination that I think we're seeing more of, especially in the past couple of years with um, the printing of great red cards. I, I don't even think it's the last couple of years. I think it's like the last few months to like half a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, it started yeah. with Dockside, which is more than a year old. How crazy is that? Um, but I think generally speaking, we're talking about the synergy of two colors, which have great creature quality, um, tutoring for red creatures with green tutors is, uh, is an extremely strong play, especially because you're looking at like Dockside. Uh, I mean, among, uh, among others for sure, like Kiki, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to, to pin this one exactly. I mean, you're not really getting the much out of commanders in this color space, which is sort of the yeah. unfortunate thing, right? Is like I feel like we have yet yeah. to see like a truly like good or even hey, decent but what about that new <laughs> secret player, the Walking Dead guy? But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was sort of saying in pre-show, and I like I'm I I am fully expecting to not have agreement on this at all. Um, but like I I really feel like red sort of offers like best win con creatures out of any of the colors to green and just like what you can find off of your creature tutors i think i would agree to that if it wasn't so easy to make infinite mana in green blue and just have your commander be an outlet yeah like if you if your category is just find two creatures put them in play win the game then yeah red does that really well but like so often it's you know find two creatures and then have this third effect that you often have access to sort of anyway, as a matter of yeah. course then then green red suffer starts to suffer but, there. but that being said like finding two creatures that combo when you the game is actually a great way to defend against creature anti-creature decks it's like if you're relying like let's just say you're like a creature-based scepter deck like you're not gonna get much from red as far as playing against clasms but if you are just trying to get a dock side and a team or saber tooth in the play like you actually can effectively play around anti-creature decks yeah, that's true i think the other um, the other thing that red gives is it really rounds out um the like anti-interaction yeah. and also to an extent the anti-artifact yeah, 100%. um things that green can do like when you get your deflecting swat and then like pyroblast red blast vexing shusher gutter response if you want it um, there are- 
basically, if if you play green red, you can just crush the dreams of every Zer player. Yeah, it's, it's there's great. also like a like a large amount of like if you want to dig into it a bit, like there are a large amount of like like redirect esque effects that like you can just stick in that are actually like fairly reasonably costed. Ricochet trap, let's go. There's there's, there's ricochet trap and deflect. Well, isn't there what's called the go to plays? No, ricochet trap. <laughs> well, there's there's also there's copy there is no spell. other one. That there's go copy plays. spells that are yeah. often good. Copy like spells as well. Is, yeah, is, spells. is wild ricochet a, a redirect it's, and a copy? Yeah, but it's four yeah, mana. Wild ricochet is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. 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 there's only one mana from green. But like, yeah, it just gives you the options. To, to Morgan's point, um, this is why I think uh, green-red, in my opinion, is the color that um, covers green's weaknesses the least. And it's because the things that it provides to green are mainly just already focusing on things that green is pretty strong at. Um, and then, like he was saying, like it rounds it out. So like the anti-interaction package, like green already has some of that element, but then, you know, it, you're getting some buff uh, through red. Um, you know, you're getting access to better creatures, okay? Um, but you're not, and, and you're kind of overlapping the type of hate and things that it, it uh, that green already does. But it, the, the one thing that it does add is the, um, is anti, like is, is creature removal, but even then, Red is like not really where you want to be in terms of creature removal in CDH because most of the things that um red is built for in terms of creature removal is for uh 60 card where damage spells for creature removal is kind of the best thing to be doing and mm. in in CDH you're just not getting that same good coverage on like a a one mana lightning bolt to remove you know it will sure it'll remove a uh Draineth Magistrate, but it's not going to remove like a Xur or Urza so, or something. I think, and then most of the other like one CMC efficient interaction is just it doesn't um, cut it. I think I but, would yeah. agree if oh, it sorry. wasn't for exactly Magus of the Moon, which just <laughs> yeah. is like such a strong effect that has no nothing analogous in green and becomes super accessible yeah. in green red. Yeah, also that's, that's fair. So. Like green, green, so sure, green, red has Megas of the Moon for stacks, but then doesn't really provide anything else in the way of tutors, whereas black provides much so in the way of here's, tutors. Here's my like, hot I, take for this episode. Green, green, red sits at the bottom here's my, of, of here's my, my hot list. take for this episode is that green, black is spiky and green, red is round. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're gonna have a, uh, okay. a thumbnail. But I, <laughs> I think I think what we're actually gonna do is we're gonna separate out hot takes and esoteric <laughs> takes, and then yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but like I just, like it, the, like that that take isn't on a scale from cold to hot. It's on a scale it's, from yeah. It's, the, it's, some, it's, it has else. some multiples of an imaginary number tacked onto it. <laughs> um. Does anyone have anything else to say about green red? Uh, I, I'm having a hard time deciding whether the point I'm, I'm going to make is a red taking blue versus a or sorry red taking green versus a green taking red point. But I'll just say it. Uh, I think um, a lot of red cards are hard to play and effectively in kind of a mid range strategy. But when you do have the green backing, you can like very effectively play proactive red. So, what, so. can you give an example? 
Uh, I mean, I honestly, Megas. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and like, I mean, one great proactive strategy is to maintain card advantage, and I think red certainly suffers for card advantage. That's where I'm like thinking, like maybe this is a red yeah. taking green point. Yeah, I, I see what it, you mean. there's a line. There's a line. Yeah, yeah. I think I see. I see what you mean. I think you're in my mind. This is more like what red gets for yeah. red and green, which we can um, cover when we talk about red eventually. On, yeah, an episode <laughs> scheduled sometime distant, before twenty twenty two. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey man, let's not make any promises. <laughs> okay, before Q three twenty twenty two. So, the one thing I want to is my last point talking about pairings in general is that it's kind of sad to see green white and green red be in such um dire straits right now like just lack of of viable fucking why they have to ban like, paradox engine uh, viable is, is maybe, <laughs> maybe too to much of a engine? buzzword <laughs> La- yeah, yeah bring back having engine. paradox engine kill sise was actually tragic yeah true um, and green red like rurukthar is is just like the, the the right commander for green red just has to come along the and I think, oh yeah i mean i know i read your stupid gallia <laughs> snoop deck or whatever yeah but. i was about to say like we talked about dockside but there is snoop and i i could definitely see there being a, a green red snoop based legendary like actually literally just like it, gallia but yeah. it doesn't make you discard it random it would like actually be like a fine deck <laughs> i feel like <laughs> Like yeah, no, I think like, they'll do something eventually. But like a yeah, I mean a green red that. legend that if absorbs damage or like I don't know, just like effectively deals with yeah. one of its weaknesses. Anyways, um, yeah. So, does anyone else have any points to make, or can we move on to no. everyone's favorite section segment? Come on, <laughs> segment. Okay, <laughs> it's time for everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> Gut Go check. check. Welcome you know, to the gut check. You zone. never actually confirmed that it was my favorite segment, <laughs> but it's implied. <laughs> and we won't. Okay. <laughs> um, so this week's gut check is kind of in line with the topic, um, and that's going to be nice. what for each member of the uh, podcast. What mono color do you think best suits them? And you can't use, you can't have like a, you have to, you can't have a one, uh, one color across two people. That's the unique color. You can't for, use yeah. the same color twice. Exactly. Um, We're all okay. blue. Um, <laughs> well, we are all white. So the so issue, gonna, the issue here, get a little pen of paper issue here. here is that yeah. somebody's going to get stuck with a non-bug color and they're going to feel real bad. <laughs> Can't believe you would offend me <laughs> so horribly. Okay, I guess we can we can do this like we did the last one and yeah. like all say what we put for a person yeah. at a time. Yeah. Uh, all right. <sighs> I've got mine down. So while you guys are thinking about that, I'll just run over the results of the the party question. Now that we've got the votes in on that, uh, where'd that go? Oh, it's under meta. Yeah, so uh, 
everyone, almost everyone, thought Reed was the wizard. There were 14 people who said Reed was the wizard. One person put him out as the rogue. Two is the warrior. No one is the cleric. Uh, I guess I'm just not a supporter. I had, <laughs> I had one person put me as the rogue, one as the wizard, one as the warrior, and 12 as the cleric. Matt had 13 people put him as the rogue, one as the wizard, none as the warrior, one as the cleric. Lyndon had no one put him as the rogue. Uh, one as the wizard, uh, 12 as the warrior, and 3 as the cleric. So I'm the only, so, I'm the only person on. who had someone put me as everything. Yes. What's... What, what's... Just name... Is, uh, uh, the overwhelming name, vote is Reed is the wizard, I'm the cleric, Matt's the rogue, and Lyndon is the warrior. So that's my pick. That's what I, that's, that? those, I, those are all my assignments. Yeah. yeah, I guess it was. I'm the winner. <laughs> I'm the winner of Gut Check. Does that mean that we, that mean that we, we all knew you were the winner of Gut Check? You won. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta make sure I win this time oh, as well. Alright, all right. Deep, deep think, about, think about this one. Okay, so after some deliberation, we've arrived at our picks, and uh, it seems some people are very confident and some people uh, less so. And we're going to be doing we're going to be going in reverse introduction order. So that means Morgan will be going first. Um, so and this is Morgan is first and everyone's going to be saying what they put down for Morgan. Uh, same as we did for the uh, party member question. OK, so Morgan, what did you put for yourself? I put blue. Yeah, really? I also put blue. Nice try. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Reed, what did you put yeah, for put Morgan? Blue. Matt? Oh, I put green. Bro. <laughs> For me, it was a toss up between white and black. Completely <laughs> <laughs> off face. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, and I, I ended up going with, um, with white, even though. <laughs> Morgan plays like almost no white. So the reason why is well, it's, it's less about what we Morgan, play, right? And more I about first, like personality. Morgan played like Daxos, um, and that's like to me that's just Morgan. He played this this Turbo Rats like enchantment deck that I could see that he hated himself every time he played it because it just nothing ever went right. <laughs> and I just I've seen that essence of decks kind of carry through in that kind of spirit. So black I could have gone with because more decks than not of Morgans have had black in them um, out of like the decks I view as like iconically his but I ended up picking white because you know I don't know I just I know. Morgan is like the <laughs> as far as the podcast goes like the icon of stability and progress <laughs> oh okay so you you picked off of like f pure flavor yeah in terms of I definitely okay. wasn't looking at like what decks people yeah made. I was I did I wasn't doing pure flavor, but I, I was going more in terms of like if I think of this person, this is the kind of deck I think like appeals to them and that I would see them play and blah blah blah. That's kind of how I picked. White black, really? Interesting. Yeah. I played one like, white black deck in a also played Karlov. You've also oh, played that, Karlov. Okay. I built Karlov for one v one. That's that's uh, what's the Esper community you played? Uh Oh, tie. Tie. Tie, yeah. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, black plus white equals green. <laughs> True. That just suits <laughs> my answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That just suits my answer. <laughs> what did everyone uh, go for? Read. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. So, Morgan, what'd you put for Reed? Uh, I put black. I also put black. Uh, Reed. <laughs> Matt. I put red. Uh, completely <laughs> off? It was just toss up between red and blue, and I ended up nice, putting blue for completely <laughs> missed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. What's the highest of highs to the lowest of lows? <laughs> um, okay, does anyone want to justify their, their oh, choice? I'm just like the worst I, I did mine person. for Morgan, so someone else justify for Reed. Uh, I feel like all of Reed's decks focus completely on assembling the win. Um, I, 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 I don't know, I think he's the fastest, most aggressive player. I feel like having played with Reed a lot more than the other two... <laughs> I feel very justified in putting him as black. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's pretty justified. <laughs> See, I picked blue because I thought, like, my experience playing with Reedy has just always been super sandbaggy, and I just associate that playstyle with um, uh, counter magic. I, I feel like I really greatness want, like, at had, any cost had, is yeah. Reed's life motto. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, initially I had, uh, I had. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil anything. Okay, um, okay. For Matt uh, Morgan, what did you put for Matt? I put green. Oh, I put green too. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I think I think me yes. and Morgan just completely. Yeah. Okay, Matt. What sounds you put for like yourself? it? I put blue, but I accept green for sure as a secondary answer. <laughs> Man, I had you hard. Pe- like hard penciled in as blue until hard I was like, penciled. "Man, I can't put. I couldn't." I mean, I only have a pencil on me, you but like I, it was like a bold, underlined, circled, you know, uh, arrows pointing to it. No, but for me, like Matt is like, I really want to put blue because blue, tr- like you've played so many mono blue decks. Um, the first ever magic I saw you with was a modern deck that was mono blue Tron. Like oh, Matt man, is the, like quintessential deck. mono blue, blue player. Yeah. Hilarious deck. Tron, and, but Tron, then I, I ended up swapping Reed and, and Matt for uh, blue and red because... I haven't ever seen Reed do a mono red deck, and I have definitely seen Matt do uh, mono red Kiki, and I've definitely seen you like think. I mean, about I've, it. Played, mono, I, I've played mono. I've played. I've played a deck of every mono color, for sure. Oh, I mean, Damn, I never your actually Kiki deck was so sweet. Man. I, mean, I never actually. <laughs> I never actually built uh, Balthor, but I definitely meant to. Uh, <laughs> definitely oh yeah, you played uh, Nihiri, okay. right? Yeah. I remember um, that deck. And I played uh, another mono white deck, I think. Anyway, uh, okay, I think the only reason why green makes a lot of sense is because of my recent lack of inspiration, and green is honestly just the easiest place to define broken, so I've been playing a lot of I green mean, you decks. definitely, just from, just from a deck building standpoint, you definitely like are the most green player, I think, in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Just you played the most green decks. I, I represent the most green as far as decks, yeah. Okay. So finally for myself, Morgan, what'd you put? I put the colorless wing ding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have yours. Yeah, I have yours red as well. Yeah, I put you down as black. Okay, I put myself down as green. I love everything. Like I I this was for myself. I put it based off kind of like I mean honestly, I just I played so many like all my favorite decks have been have involved green. So I guess I get to be offended. Is that how this works out? Because I'm the only one anyone put as white. <laughs> 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 Take that. 
Hey man, you can't deny. <laughs> I feel like you playing Daxos was you at your peak. I feel like what's really <laughs> what's it's always been downhill from there. <laughs> you really depressed and failing out of school. <laughs> that was honest. your peak. Okay. <laughs> I think what really hurts even more is that you didn't even use black on somebody else. <laughs> you just didn't yeah, use it. Yeah, that's actually incredibly insulting. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't view... I didn't view anyone as like a... I guess maybe I, I could have gone... I wouldn't have put Matt for black. And if I, I was to put I it for anyone, I guess I would have I think there's a very real weird. argument for anybody that's not Matt to be black. Just because I have a non-black deck doesn't mean <laughs> I don't appreciate greatness at any cost. I, I, I definitely I played farm for a bit. You sure did. <laughs> I okay, so I definitely who, who cast put me for red? I don't well, know if Morgan and Reed, right? Yeah. Both of you guys did? Is it just because of Godo? No, it's not. It's it's no. it's the same reason why we put you down as a fighter. Or the warrior, rather. Yeah, there's there's some overlap yeah. there. <laughs> Okay, oh yeah, that's right. You guys were picking off of like flavor. And feeling. Yeah. Like more I think it's also yeah. the same reason that uh twelve out of the f fifteen people who voted on you put you as the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Mm. I mean I don't hate I I'm a I'm if I had to pick I I'd, I think I would go green and then red. I, I also very much like red. Yeah. I think I would have ended up with the same picks as, as Morgan and Reed if I didn't start my picks with Morgan as green, to sure. be honest. But, uh, okay, so as far as justifying black for Lennon, I think a lot of his decks um, make sense based on um, how, like, each piece kind of fits together through through tutoring. And generally speaking, that's done pretty effectively in black. Yeah, I oh, feel like... that's definitely true, yeah. I feel like you build your decks... To like, essentially emulate a bl the black level of consistency without, without running yeah, black. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad. No, that's that's definitely true. So yeah, it's like I don't know. Otherwise, I think I could have. I, I would have had a different order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I look forward to, to seeing what um, our listeners put down for. They're gonna us. agree I'm, with Reed and I. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm very yeah, I'm pretty you guys better. Too. You guys, I better win gut check. My my completely out of left field <laughs> uh, decisions better win gut base. check. I, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess listeners use whatever. Um, you know, if you want to use Vorthos and like the flavor and identity of Dude, each however you want to rank based us, decks or however it. you want, yeah, whatever you want. Um, cool. So before we wrap up the show, we've got a couple of listener questions. Um, and first listener question comes to us from our patron Shawiko. 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 Okay, there we go. We've, we've covered enough pronunciations <laughs> that one of them is probably correct. Shawiko. Um, <laughs> Say silent, like three of the letters are silent. <laughs> um Okay, so <laughs> Shawako wants to know. Um, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on some of the best decks currently based on personal slash Toronto meta. So the joke about the Supreme um, Show is sorry, current yeah, meta? The, the your, your current, Toronto current meta. Your, the current the yeah. best current the best decks currently based on your personal meta or Toronto or the Toronto meta. Mm. So um, in the yeah, before so the big, times, <laughs> the big caveat, yeah, is like COVID. So we've, <laughs> I've 
Yeah, the Toronto, Toronto meta hasn't really existed yeah. since before the Flash ban. But that being said, for so I guess I guess it's mostly personal, personal meta. So I think can I can playing. I speculate though, and how I think the Toronto meta sure. would have evolved. I think we would have seen more Anala, and I think we would have Anala would have been the best deck. I think there would have definitely wow, been that's a lot more Anala. I think, I think. This might be a bit of a hot take, but I think me and Matt probably would have ended up playing Rule of Laws. I'm like very reluctant to play Rule of Laws, so I, I would definitely have to be pushed into a place that sorry, my cat almost died. Uh, I I would I definitely would have had to be put into a place. I feel where, like I would have played Rule of Laws. Yeah, <laughs> really. I, I need yeah. like I need, Dude, I, I love, need like a, I love Rule of Laws. Exactly why Morgan is white, okay? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, okay? Dude, that's exactly um, why he's green, okay? Come on. Um, I mean, Arcade Live, so, obviously. I mean, I, I haven't... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So I think, like, I, I don't think that my personal experience, like, differs radically from things that dominate online discussions. Um, I think that Thrasius and Timna are obviously stupid strong um both sort of more aggressive nas console variants as well as more mid-range nas console variants as well as i think Razakats, which people sort of started to sleep on a little bit during flash Hulk winter but i think actually like is positioned quite well uh in this meta where you can you can tech it like very far in multiple directions like, you can run cards like Collector Roof, and even some of, like, potentially Archon of Emeria you can support. Um, this is starting to sound a lot like my Raspberry Jam deck, but with good commanders. And with yeah, a good win con. Or you can tech it to be, like, more aggressive and, you know, lean in a little bit on the discard outlets, maybe a little more density on your reanimator targets. Um, so, like, those decks are still good. I think upgrading any of those into five colors with kenrith the, you lose a little bit on the commanders but you gain some stuff in uh in access to the extra color obviously dockside is huge as is breach um and then the various four color and five color breach storm decks are also very very good so timnacrom uh thrasius vile smasher that sort of thing like i i don't I don't think that there's anything particularly new that I think is like a top top dog that didn't exist before the Flash Oak banner before COVID. Um I think that like maybe the the hottest take is that I guess it's not as hot as Matt's take. I think that Inala the more I see that deck, the more I'm tempted to place it in like the in with decks like Kess and the partners and not the step below those decks. Yeah, I like I certainly think that Anala like after having gone through like a while uh of just like having people play it and having like very small optimizations done on it, I feel like the deck's in a place now where it does some fairly unique things and it's in a good enough color combination with a good enough wooden con that it like it just gets there a bunch of the time. And it has like su- it has Yeah, I, I love it. It has sufficient Anala. room to like expand into different areas as well. Like you can you can like have a version of the deck that's sort of turboy in a way that Kess can't really be turboy unless you go into like actual reanimation stuff. 
Um, and then you can also go like sort of staxy again in a way that Kess historically can't really get into that efficiently. So, um, yeah, I like I, I feel like the. Especially with like Kess having fallen off recently, at least in from what I've seen in just play, I like I has anybody actually seen a Kess deck play recently? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just like haven't seen them a whole lunch a, a whole bunch and i feel like it's like it's fine but like it, i don't think it's super great whereas like i think it all has like very real upsides currently a lot better than when i was playing yep. wanderwine 100 percent better than when i was playing wanderwine profits yep. come a long way come a long um, yeah way. i feel like um, uh it's sort of just like four or five color breach random thracius timna shells um, that like have to be playing good cards in order to be considered in this tier. I don't want to call this a tier because it's not. Um, and then like you work your way down on like commander centric decks underneath those. It's like basically the same thing as always, except like Thrastimna has lost some ground just because it doesn't have like by far the most dominant win condition anymore. And there's like actually stuff to be gained from moving out of it, which is like definitely healthy, but I'm not super jazzed about the even more centralization on four and five color currently. Yeah, I will say, I think that, like, I mentioned Tim Nekrom. I know a lot of people um, are pushing for, quote-unquote, a blue, quote-unquote, farm. It's not really a farm deck. But, like, the super turbo Nas variants where you're running cards like Culling the Weak and, like, Simeon Spirit Guide and that level of, like, we're just trying to go as fast as possible... I don't love that. Um, I think Sinestra maintains a list called Freeze Thief that is somewhere between... Like, if Opus Thief is sort of the slowest, chonkiest list and Blue Farm is, like, the slimmest, fastest list, it's somewhere in the middle, probably, like, 60% of the way from Opus Thief to, to Blue Farm. Um, and I think that's probably closer to the sweet spot. Um, where you you take out some of like the the greediest, most disappointing rituals and put in like necropotence, yeah, like just good cards, <laughs> yeah, just like a few good cards. Um. So yes, I I kind of wanted to answer the question because I know it's, we've kind of spun off pretty far, but I have not really had the opportunity to play much in the Toronto meta because of COVID. Um. So the meta I've been playing in is kind of, or the before COVID was the Kingston meta, and then even online, I'm still if I, if I'm ever jamming online, which has been a while since I've jammed, um, it's with the uh, guys from the Kingston meta, and the best deck there I think is kind of hands down Thrasios Timna, because uh, you know shout out to uh, Zach, a friend of the show, who his Thrasios Timna deck is kind of I think the meta-defining deck right now and it's just been a grind fest and the entire kingston meta just devolves into endless grind fests and other people are also on thrasius timna so i think that is kind of like but, the defining deck and the best deck but is zach even part of the kingston meta anymore uh, will you ever have time to play again <laughs> congratulations. congratulations on your newborn baby zach <laughs> um <laughs> I think so. We can move well, on to our uh, second Hello? and final. Let's <laughs> go through three of the hosts. We... No, I swear, didn't Matt start 
off the conversation? Yeah, I can answer. I mean, I give my hot take. All right. Okay. I mean, if sure, hot go take's ahead, good Matt, enough go for you, no, then no, no, I'm done. I'm All done. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then I'll just read it so you can cut that. Okay, so moving on to our uh, second and final listener question. Uh, this comes to us from patron Max. Uh, and the question is, which high CMC, high impact spell slash creature um, is underplayed or underappreciated in non-Adnos decks? So let's each give, I guess, one answer or maybe one spell, one creature or something like that. Um, so I can start because I thought about this a bit. I would say a high impact spell um, would probably be my pick would be Recurring Insight. I think that card has you know picked up more play recently in like mono blue decks and whatnot and but that card is very very good and i, I think that could see play in uh more decks maybe than it's currently seeing play in or at least test around with that and then um creatures um i would say archon of valor's reach uh i really enjoyed playing that card in my um ton of timna deck uh not blood pod just to make that clear for everyone, not Blood Pod. But uh, yeah, Archon of Archon of Valor's Reach, I've enjoyed its stacks effect, um, really changing the dynamic of the game when you name instance. And uh, yeah, I would definitely look at uh, that card for some of the decks as well. Hmm. So I do have this thing with high CMC creatures where I don't like playing them because they get Gilded Drake. <laughs> Yeah, until, that's definitely a problem I'm, with Archon I'm, of Amiria. Until something is far too tempting. <laughs> I, I think the sweet spot mana. is kind of for CMC. But maybe I'm a little biased. I, I think for Creature, at least, I'm going to say Linvala. And I definitely think that a lot of, or almost all white decks do play Linvala. But I think that Linvala is definitely one of the best reasons to go into a more mid-range strategy. And that doesn't seem to be apparent in mid-range decks. So maybe considering Linvala as more of like a primary piece that you want to get into play each game is, is something that should uh, be appreciated more. Well, now I have to think because I mean, Matt just savagely <laughs> stole my answer. I don't know. I, I mean, you can, you can give the same answer. Yeah. Also, Matt, do you have a high impact non-creature? Um, uh, not yet. <laughs> I think we okay. just do cards, right? Just in general. Um, mine sure, is really sure. just the classic answer, which is dig through time. It's just like a good card and like not mono blue. Like any any color combination is blue and black together. It's pretty good. In. Do you think that's underplayed or underappreciated? Yeah, just because like Adnaz is so prevalent that like nobody plays Nodnaz decks, and when they do, they tend to sort of forget about that kind of stuff. I feel like because like the good. Well, I, I was gonna say I feel like stuff. that card is amply appreciated is it i feel like a lot of people end up cutting it mono blue just because like you can't get stuff into the thin but like they're yeah i'm generally speaking underwhelmed honestly with there uh, but like there are a lot of day like oh, especially yeah. like yeah i don't know people just tend to under appreciate in my experience the look at seven take two it's a very powerful effect i've honestly like if i'm not the best deck um at putting cards into my graveyard then i generally speaking try not to and uh that's kind of where yeah, I sure. fall. Like if if I am on like the crazy like the you know turbo wheels decks, I'm probably playing dig. But uh, if I'm not, then I'm trying to not bin as much. as I, I mean, can. in that case, then we're gonna go with the actual answer, which is the great hinge. 
<laughs> Card's good, dude. <laughs> I just uh, the, I want to be able to play Great Henge and Rurals, but I can't because I'm playing Adnos and Adnos is a way better card than Great Henge's. <laughs> yeah. Also, your discount on Great Henge is like yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. But beside that point, <laughs> the card's like Great Henge expensive. is great in Rurals when you're not playing Adnos, i.e. in the Conquest format, um, just because it's half of a combo. Because you're actually with, scavenging things onto Rurals? Well, yeah, but also because you're not playing Bad Nos. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, because it's half of a combo with persist creatures because it puts counters on them and draws you cards so you just draw your deck with a persist creature and rolls which is nice because it means that you don't have to do Hulk and then also like it actually helps you to get to your stuff because you're playing a bunch of dorks and you can just jam dorks and draw cards Okay. Okay. Uh, I have a. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. No, 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 Morgan is definitely yeah, yeah, still thinking. Um. I mean. Okay. So, is it high MC? High CMC? No. But is it high impact? <laughs> no, it's not. I think that intuition is a card that is underappreciated. <laughs> that has medium I'm impact I'm and I medium see CMC. Everybody playing intuition. <laughs> no. 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 I. I mean, that was my. No. That was I my mean, hot like, take. Is it, I like that hot take. It's good. Okay. My hot take was your deck doesn't need an intuition pile for the card to be good. Sure. <laughs> and like I think that right. I think that people focus like I agree with Matt. They focus. They're like, oh, I gotta have like Savine's reclamation or whatever for my breach. But like, it's a playable card. Yeah, I like that yeah. take. Good take. Definitely high on the underappreciated, low on the. I CMC <laughs> Well, so in fairness, I am also looking at some cards with equivalent CMCs. Um, okay. So my my answer for creature is going to be Eternal Witness, which you can play in Nostex, but no one does. Um, and just you know, we talked about it earlier, using leveraging creature tutors, giving you reach, sometimes just letting you essentially turn a bunch of mana and a tutor into a quote-unquote heavy, heavy air quotes one-card combo. Um, <laughs> I've just found that card super useful, um, but it is like, you know, you definitely have to watch the density. Of, you could run three drops in Nostex, but you definitely have to watch the density of three drops, and it often doesn't make the cut because of that. Um... And then my other three drop non creature is Narset, Parter of Veils, because that's a card, especially in decks that don't love just wheeling all the time. That's a card that like you can actually convince people not to kill, mm. and like that's often, a really good one. Often comes into like this this really odd space where like. People are like, wait, but if I spend my attack killing it, then, like, the Timna player is going to draw two cards, and then, like, next turn I can do whatever, but I don't know. And, like, I find it sticks around longer than you might expect. And also, decks that aren't on Nas are more likely to be playing stuff that can block for it more effectively, just because you can play, like, you're not, you can just play three, two and three mana, and even four mana, like, sort of value type creatures. That's a really good one. I think it's I think it's not necessarily high CMC, but it's double blue, and that definitely affects how the cost of it is perceived. So like I think that like yeah, sure, three is not a lot, but two blue kind of is, especially 
when uh, you want to be playing it in like high color decks. That's a good take. Oh, cool. Well, that about wraps up for this episode. If you guys would like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at Into the North Pod via our email into the North Podcast at gmail.com or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. Next special thanks to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us towards working oh, sorry. An extra special thanks to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us to work towards improving the quality of the podcast. If you too would like to become a Patreon, we are at patreon.com slash internorthpodcast. Another way you can support us is via our TCG Player affiliate link. Um, so anytime you want to purchase something from TCG Player, if you use our affiliate link, um, which will be in the description for the podcast uh, slash YouTube description, a portion of the purchase goes towards supporting the podcast. Thank you, as always, to the band Vox Cadre for our lovely podcast music, to Nate Slover for our equally lovely podcast logo, and to our long-suffering podcast editor, Roadkill. Next episode will be out in two weeks. Until then, see ya. Bye. Peace. Have a good one.